T-minus 90 seconds and counting. All systems are go. Fifteen seconds. Guidance is internal. Twelve, eleven, ten, nine. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome, everybody, to the podcastle. Thank you again for joining us on a Sunday, a lovely day, June 14th, 2015. I'm your host, Matthew Clark, with the other hosts, Mr. Jonathan Hassinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lord Michael Biscardi. Cheers, mate. <laughs> well, that's our show today. We told you we'd make it quick. Join us next week on the podcastle. Don't forget to tweet us your questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you. And we'll see you later. Bye. Okay, guys, that, what's so going on? What we what we were just talking about was that live, but not being recorded. Right. It was not live. Okay. Nobody heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know. Here we're on the podcast. Dusty Roads. Yes, Dusty Roads. The American Dream. The American Dream. WWE. WWF. Formerly Dusty Roads died Thursday uh, at 69 in Florida, I believe. Um, yeah, thanks. Virgil so. Runnels. Yeah. And um, the cause of death is unknown, but he was. Uh, there it is. I want to uh, dissect that song. Yeah. Take it apart, piece, verse by verse. Yeah. Because there's. Some weird conspiracy theories out there about it. Yeah. Like what? Well, okay, so Dusty Rhodes became famous uh, on another wrestling circuit, you know. Like, he had nothing to do with the WWF in, in their early days, um, you know, like Hogan-Andre days. He kind of joined them uh, after NWA became WCW, and he just wasn't really making any money. So McMahon, you know, threw him a bone, and he leapt on it, and they kind of made fun of his gimmick. His gimmick was that he was like the everyday man, you know, like the working class hero. So he comes to the WWF, and they put him in these black and yellow polka dot tights and make him come out to this music that says he's just a common man. You know, like, he's not he's like a smart guy. He's the fat athlete. He's a fat athlete. Yeah, and then and then they pair him with Sweet Sapphire, who I don't know even I don't know if she even knew what she was doing out there or why she was there. You know, you never heard her say anything. Whenever they had her do any kind of physical activity, it looked like a child running around the the ring. Right. Uh, I don't understand why they matched him with like a short, pudgy, black woman, like a yeah. common woman 
it seems like they were just trying to put something together. They didn't really think it out, and, and she didn't really know what the gimmick was. So <laughs> right. yeah, just like what we do, out there. we have uh, no guests of the week. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot we of... We have sweet sapphires. We got to match Dusty with a woman, and we'll feud him with Savage and, and Sensational Queen Cherry. Uh, what's that <laughs> maid doing back there? Do you want to make a few extra bucks? Just walk yeah. out with Dusty and do whatever he tells you. Do you, do, you, do you need a few bucks? Come over here and work. You want me to clean? I don't know. Just put this on and like walk around. We'll give you money and coke. Just let the American dream King throw you around the ring. Right, right. <laughs> like the American dream. Yeah. Gosh, it, it's sweet it's just, sapphire. It seems, it seems like something maybe McMahon would do. Right. Kind of like I made you. Without me, you would be nothing. Because you know, you were with the competitor, and I beat you, and now you have to crawl back to me. And I'm just gonna point out that yeah, you are just a common man. Right. I'm Vince McMahon. Yeah. Work your way up They're like the rest really of America. People under Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon has outlived them all. He's about the same age, I think, as he's 200 years old. Yep. And um, you can't tell me that he hasn't been tapping the juice either. No 70-year-old man looks like that. No. He's, he's 70 years old. And I mean, Schwarzenegger doesn't look like that. And tanning beds, daily. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize he was 70. I, I knew he was he was old. He has to be, but he looks great. I think. I mean, I think he's like 60. No, he's he's about. I think he's the same age as um, late Dusty Rhodes, actually. I'm looking at uh, Vince McMahon's Wikipedia page, and according to this, he is 319 years old. Um, <laughs> he was originally he's sailed si- over here. In he, 1720. Right. Yeah. He's 69. Wow. Same age as Dusty. Now, how did Dusty Rhodes pass away? It, it, it doesn't say. It says he was diagnosed with a stomach cancer, and um, yeah. I guess that probably was it. <clears throat> but it doesn't confirm actually how the man passed away. Hmm. Hmm. That's weird. He died I, in Orlando, uh, Florida, which John lives in Florida, so they're probably neighbors. I mean, everybody's, like, right there. John knows everybody in Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No matter where yeah, it is geographically. Batista, I believe he lives in Florida, and so does that, uh, Hogan. That's where so the hospital is. Savage. Yeah. Savage lives in Florida, yeah. Yeah, they all come down here. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it's Heaven's waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, McMahon, McMahon goes to the office every day in Stamford, Connecticut. Yeah. He's outlived everybody. <laughs> He drives, you know, he's got, like, snow chains on his truck and goes in, cup of coffee, real early. Yeah. McMahon, you're a, you're a billionaire. I don't think you need to suit up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading an article recently on um, wrestlers. I used to really love WWF. In fact, John is oh, responsible yeah. for getting me into that. I used to go to, um, like, the Spectrum in Philadelphia and see matches. What's that? Really, I made you become a wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah, you you introduced okay. me to it. I we watched. Uh, awesome. I think it was. It was definitely one of the WrestleManias, and it was uh, the one where Savage um, wrestled Ultimate Warrior. Um, oh, WrestleMania Seven, the yes. career and match. Oh, we rented the the, the video from like West VHS. Coast Video. Yeah. Yeah. And no choices. Uh, I choices classic. <laughs> Lots of boobs. And uh, loved loved the Macho King, later the Macho Man, and uh, went oh, full yeah. swing. But I was reading an article on a lot of these wrestlers and where are they now, and it's so sad because a lot of these guys have passed away. 
and some of the deaths were horrible. A lot of them died broke. I mean, it's a lot of those guys. It's not like today where they're they're really. I guess you could equate it to a lot of football players in the '80s, like um, a lot of linebackers. You know, a lot of them are like uh, roofers now because the pensions aren't as good and they weren't taken care of. But a lot of these wrestlers died, and uh, very sad stories. Like Jake the Snake. Oh, he's still alive, but his career died. Yeah, and, um, he's not. <clears throat> he's been sober for like a year now. He lives he's been with, sober. Uh, really? Do, Do, Diamond Dallas Page concubine with Scott Hall. They're like it's some like yoga. Huh. Commune. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. And and it's funny because Scott Hall was actually on Monday Night Raw or something like like recently on TV and looked a million times better and more like put together than he has in the past. Like you can YouTube videos of him, you know, Razor Ramon. And he Machismo. is on these in, in the <laughs> Yeah, say hello to the bad guy. He uh <laughs> He's wrestling on these independent circuits with, like, a crowd of, like, 30 people and, like, hammered drunk. It's, it's pretty embarrassing. It's pretty bad, but he got his, his shit together. That's... Yeah. To a lot of those guys, matches, when they recover, you, you're, you're rooting for them. Matches. What's that? I'm sure John's talking about how the venues with the 30 people, like, what you would see at the end of, um, was what, The Wrestler. Yeah. Where, um... Oh, yeah. Mickey, you played a, a take on, on Jake the Snake. I've been to some of those venues. They're uh, quite an experience. Have you really? I've never yeah, I've yeah. never done that. You know, a uh, little buddy of mine, I guess I should have had him on the show this week. He was a wrestler in, in the indie circuit, so I, I I went to a couple of his performances. I mean, he took this stuff very serious back. This is going back probably close to 15 years ago, actually. And... Uh, I'd be in the locker room with him. He'd be in character. No and, way. And I'd be like his manservant. Um, what was his gimmick? His gimmick was, uh, is, actually. Real nerd wrestling talk here. <laughs> his gimmick is, he's the uh, Sicilian guy who, his, his team is Blackout now? Bla yeah, Blackout. He's with uh, Combat Zone Wrestling out of South Jersey. Okay. And I haven't spoken to him in a while. He's taped my sister. I wish I'd known I would have tried to get him on the show, but we'll do that for the future. So. Sure. Uh, yeah, he, his gimmick is he's the, I think, going under the wild Sicilian now, and uh, he's in his 30s. And he's he's still doing it. Yeah, Blackout's the, the name of this, this tag team, and he's the white guy, but he tans so much that he's practically black. <laughs> he tears a lot. Um, so he's a tag team. Yeah, but I think he, he he's been in and out like the pros have. You know, when they get injured and then they start managing or they commentate. He was doing that for a while, then he got back in the ring. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I haven't. Last I spoke to him, I he was through text actually a couple months back. Yeah, but uh, he's still doing it. Was this a uh, regional wrestling um, league, or was this national? Yeah, it wasn't. Look, most of these guys that get into this this type of wrestling with the thumbtacks and the ladders. Oh, they all think is, they're Mick Foley. Yeah. <laughs> the truth is, from what I understand from other pro wrestling enthusiasts uh, who really who are actually in the biz, 
purists. Yeah, purists. Vince McMahon really doesn't go for those. And that's why they never really make it. He's not into the trash can wrestling that plays yeah. in those three houses. Now, eventually, when these, when Vince McMahon and Ted Turner were done with all these guys, that's all they knew how to make a living. And that's what the movie The Wrestling was really about. But yes. well, these guys who get their start in that don't really make it. I mean, the way you're supposed to make it is they go to that uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling School. Right. OVW, it's called. And yes. you train with people the way, uh, I guess, Dusty Rhodes trained. Um, uh, or they go up to the, uh, the, dun- the dungeon in Alberta, Canada. It was because in Canada where the Hart family probably did all their training. Yeah, and a million other wrestlers. Yeah, and it's... Uh, it's the way in, I guess. That, that's how you, you have to go through that process, I guess. But most of these regional wrestlers, they just want to get into the circuit and take on any kind of venue. And a lot of them, are, as I said, I've been to some of them. They're, they're they're pretty crazy. You get the guys with like the ripped jean shorts, and the NASCAR <laughs> t-shirts. It's funny too. Yeah. Kid, like you listen to a six-year-old. Call some wrestler a pussy in the ring. <laughs> it's funny because for every you know like decent wrestler with a gimmick that goes to these auditions and tries out, you know there's like one thousand losers that show up with like a, an owl mask on and like long nails, and they're like, you know, my name is Hoot, <laughs> and uh, it's like uh, you know. It's like trying out for, for, like, a band. And, you know, for every, like, great guitar player, there's, like, a million shitty ones that are, like, you know, have, have delusions of grandeur that they're, they're going to make it. And those are the ones that, you know, you, you probably see in a lot of these that are, that are characters. Um, I remember uh, one year, I think it was, like, early 90s, my uh, dad's friend, uh, his son was into wrestling or, you know, and they had... Uh, you know, SummerSlam and, and, and WrestleMania, you still get on pay-per-view. And, and they, they had pay-per-view, and my dad said, you know, Bob's uh, family has the, the, the wrestling thing you like. Do you want to go? And I said, yeah, yeah, let's go. So I didn't really know the, the, the son or whatever. I just, you know, went to go watch it. I think it was a SummerSlam, and Razor Ramon was um, wrestling. And I thought it was cool during, during yes. you know, breaks that let's, let's try out some of these wrestling moves, you know, with the son <laughs> thinking everything was good. And I tried to do some move off of with him off of the, their pool table and it and it like re- really hurt the kid and it ruined the whole so night it was like tears and you know what did you do and uh, I was like I don't know it's machismo enough no defense <laughs> like I had, like the kid went I went home the kid went to bed it, it ruined the whole night but <laughs> as a kid bed. you're like yeah let's try that kid? that's a good idea yeah, how about I throw you? How yeah. about I throw you like a razor's edge on the back of his skull? <laughs> right. Wow! Hit me on the table with a chair. Hit me on the head I with a chair. I actually saw him live too. I think. I think I saw. Nice. Him. Yeah. That Remember wrestling buddies? Wrestling buddies, yeah, I do. Yo, Classic. I loved wrestling buddies so much that I took Hulk Hogan and Macho Man and duct taped them together because you know I was like twelve and still playing with them and they were just way too small. Uh, yeah. Right. But you could stick your your head in the it was like an airplane sized pillow. You could stick your head in the arm and feel like you were in a headlock. Yeah, <laughs> they were great. John had so had many any. wrestling buddies. I remember I had two. I had Jake the Snake and Macho Man. And when I go over John's house when we were kids, there was like thirty little men in the basement. <laughs> 
Like you go down and they were they were so worn out too. They were like comfortable. Like they were they weren't like when you got them, you know, they were very firm. They were so they were stitched nicely. These things were like wet towels. And there was like 30 of them. It was almost creepy. Like if 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 you were playing in John's basement and like John went to the bathroom, you were alone with like like 60 sets of eyes watching you. And it was just like, "Oh my gosh, these are great." I think, like, two people gave me theirs because, you know, they outgrew them. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take them. I have two Ultimate Warriors now. <laughs> hey, I, I got animals all over the place in my uh, studio here. <laughs> Hi, girls. <laughs> two little dogs and a cat ran in. Sorry about that, guys. Wow. How, how long was everybody's interest in wrestling? Or is it still... I remember I was into it from about 89 to 95, I would say. Yeah, I kept up with That's it for like through college uh, up until like 2005, when John Cena kind of just was the only current person. Yeah, it was just not interesting to me anymore. Yeah, like, right, this, I'm 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 done. I'm yeah, yeah. I I did love watching. This was about 2005, I think, where they started, where the featurettes when the DVDs were coming out. The first one that came out was the self destruction of the Ultimate Warrior. Oh yeah, those are awesome. I do like watching because you know it takes you back. Um, yeah. My, let's see, my first, I think my first wrestling experience. I got into it in it was SummerSlam '89 with Zeus and the movie Star. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was watching that because uh, my classic mother's cousin. <laughs> I remember being in, the, in their apartment in South Ozone Park, Queens. And we were all watching SummerSlam '89, and I just—that's when I—I I got hooked. Yeah, unless until about 1995 or so. But then later on in life, uh, it, after about a decade of having nothing to do with wrestling, uh, yeah, the featurettes came out, and I—they I, entertained me. You see them out of character now, and the truth about wrestling came out, and you really kind of really—you start to see what a, a scumbag Vince McMahon could be. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. all like independent and independent contractors. Like right. they, he, none of them are employees of WWE. Yeah. So he he can launch them whenever he wants. And that feud between him and Ted Turner, I, I just it's, there was so much more to it that you just didn't see when you were a kid. Oh, of course. They should do more um, biopics and you know more films about some of those wrestling or even Vince McMahon and the structure of it because it is such an interesting story. With so much history over 20 years, if you think about, you know, the, the players involved and their lives, and I mean, you could make a really good flick about a that lot could of that. Be an amazing, amazing like behind-the-scenes documentary, like when they're in the oh, boardroom yeah. and they're like, "All right, so then Macho Man will run down and hit the Ultimate Warrior in the head with his scepter, and then Sergeant <laughs> Slaughter will roll him up, and Slaughter will become <laughs> champ, and then at WrestleMania, Hulk will win the title back from Slaughter, and Hulk will be champ, and Woo! America will win." <laughs> Win the war! And we'll have Jesse Ventura come out and just over and over go, well, let me tell you something, America. <laughs> All right, tell me something. Tell me something. Oh, let me that's tell good. you something, America. 9-11 didn't happen. <laughs> Minnesota. It's a, it's a conspiracy, and now I live in a hut in Mexico with the $8 million I got from the, the seal that I sued. Yeah. Because he was American Cypher. Is that, who it is? is that who he is? Yeah, apparently he got into a big feud with um, with Chris Kyle. Yeah. 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 They, I mean, she sued him for eight mil. 
He needs large. money. His protein shakes don't pay for themselves, let me tell you. America. <laughs> I was at a party re- uh, maybe three weeks ago, and uh, wrestling came up, and they were talking about like current wrestlers, and I don't know anybody current, really. Um, so I started talking about the, the wrestlers that I knew as if it was still current, and you know they were like, how about when you know, so-and-so and Triple H did this, and I said, yeah, how about when Nails fought Big Boss Man? I mean, that was... That was pretty. That was pretty wild. You guys, you guys like Macho Man? Well, he passed away, but he was good. Yeah, but he was great, right? Come on, guys, I'm topical. And it kind of got went south really quick. Let me say like about Jerry the uh, King. It's like, yeah. your, it's like your video game conversations with J.K.R. Calhoun. Yeah, I'm stuck in 1992. <laughs> yeah, haven't Yeah, my dick's the size of a carrot. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, looking at other things in the news, I, I I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, actor John Stamos, who played Uncle Jesse, was cited for a DUI in Beverly Hills. Uh-oh. And, uh, yeah, Michelle can't get him out of this one. But uh, <laughs> in the news, he was taken to Cedar sinai where he was tested um, for, you know, he was tested and then it, it showed that there was alcohol and for DUI. But what's interesting is, you know, you get pulled over for uh, suspicion of driving under the influence of alcohol. You know, they'll give you a breathalyzer. Um, They necessarily wouldn't take you to the hospital for a blood test. So what it it tapped on a little bit was that he was, it it was for a possible medical condition. So what I'm thinking, what I'm speculating is he's probably a smart guy. He's got, yeah, he's got an image to look after. He was probably drinking and driving because he got there were several calls reporting him that a guy was driving erratically. He probably said he's having an allergic reaction to something, in order to you know it's a way that a lawyer can put up a defense later in in court. And then he went to the hospital, found out yeah he's got alcohol in his blood. And he was cited and sent home. But probably a smart move rather than saying oh yeah I had a couple beers, give me a breathalyzer and then you you get arrested. He he probably said he had um, you know a reaction to some kind of medical condition. And in that case, they must take you to the hospital rather than, you know, if you tell a cop I'm having a reaction, you're driving radically, they're going to they're gonna call an ambulance. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays ah. out. But I don't know. Weird. Yeah. He's probably just celebrating his return to the television career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No more Broadway. He's back in the game. Yeah, he's got a new uh, series coming out. I think it's called Grandfathered. Something like that. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm not kidding. I think that's it. it well, he also had there was the the reunion of Fuller House, isn't it? Yeah, that Fuller too. House. Yeah. yeah, Fuller House without the kid, the girls. He kind of made that happen, I think. Fuller House. Oh, yeah? Statements. Yeah, I think he was just out celebrating, getting drunk, his uh, paycheck from Netflix or whoever was <laughs> you know, doing it. Yeah. Thinking about a Beach Boys reunion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here it is. Grandfather, the new Fox series coming out with him. So he's got two things on deck. So. You know who John they need Stamos. to. Uh, what's that? John Stamos gets a DUI, and do you think the popular opinion is, eh, who cares? It's John Stamos. Let yeah. Yeah. Leave him alone. <laughs> right. I mean, he's a nice guy. Great guy. Great hair. Not running people over like Suge <laughs> Knight. Right. <laughs> Suge Knight is the most dangerous man in America. 
he needs to be locked up and throw the key away forever. Have you guys seen the video? But you know of you'd love him? to have him as a buddy. No, I wouldn't go anywhere near him. I'm scared <laughs> to death. He's a he's, he's a been, psychopath. Like ever since I was, you know, I got into rap music, all you heard was that Suge Knight is a bad person, and he either was part of murders or almost murders. And somehow yeah. he still bre- breathes the air of the free man. Yeah. Get him out of my society. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, he's got to go. Schedule a high noon, high noon beheading, and let's just get this over right. with. He's probably killing for the government. It's the only reason he's walking. Or he's ratting people out to the feds. <laughs> he's got dirt on people, yeah, on the other side. He's got to be. He can't have any more money left. I mean, he couldn't even pay for, you know, bail. When when he got in there, I mean, he's. I actually um, looked up his net worth recently. It was something like four hundred thousand. You know, oh. a far cry from the millions yeah, and millions Angeles. that he used to command. He's probably begging Dr. Dre, who's worth I think an even billion now, <laughs> to sleep on yeah. his couch. Yeah, I think he's, he's worth like three billion. Yeah, he's the richest. His net worth. Yeah. I mean, his actual net is over eight hundred million. Um, with I actually looked up the top ten richest rappers. It's like uh, Dr. Dre's eight hundred plus million. Diddy is seven hundred. Jay Z is like six fifty. Master P is like number five. Or I'm sorry, Sim- say, Russell Simmons uh, is next. Eminem, uh, Fifty Cent has like uh, two hundred eighty million. I mean, it's, it's amazing a lot of these people are ahead of City. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these these rappers too. Their their money's not from from their their albums. It's from their their labels and their ventures and their uh, the endorsements. Um, I mean, Russell Simmons owns the rights to all of them, pretty much. Yeah. Eminem is uh, 190 million. Damn. The Grammar Nazi is negative thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just wild. Maybe maybe the grammar knots. You need Suge Knight to promote them. We'll jump on it. I'm opportunist. I'd sell up my mother for a quarter. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, let's shift gears here I for take a second. Water sold in <laughs> bottles for two bucks. Coca-Cola yeah. came and bought it for billions. What the fuck? That's the line that? I was trying to read. Fifty. That song. I get money. I take quarter water. Sold it in bottles for two bucks. Coca-Cola came and bought it for billions. What the fuck? What the fuck? I'm yeah. Sorry. Uh, no, no, it's. Just want to get that in there. You got to give him the respect. <laughs> it's the second week in a row we're talking about Fifty Cent. Let's get him on as a guest. Yes. Yeah. Let's guess. Hey, come on. Yeah. Don't you want to live like like Fifty Cent? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Are you guys interested in a business opportunity? Uh, hey, what's what, what does it go with? Do you thrive? Drive, what? You, uh, look, I got I got to go to work. Yeah, but don't you want to drive a Ferrari? <laughs> Sell my coffee. <laughs> I have a buddy who I won't single him out, but he 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 fell into a pyramid scheme, a few of them over a couple of years, and he he oh, believed yeah. it, and he would like harass people every day until I eventually had to block him. But he had um. It was, you know, it was a scheme, and he was very entrenched in it. So he made some money, oh. you know, probably like forty oh. bucks off of it. So, right. 
So they made it's the company made. Thousand. Yeah, the company that he was involved in the scheme. If you reached a certain point, they made a YouTube video for you, and it was just your Facebook pro- profile profile picture. Can't speak today. With a generic rap song, and then it would say like so and so, welcome to the Diamond Club, and then they would show pictures of Bentleys and mansions, oh. and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> and it was so bad, it looked like a joke, but it was it was set very serious, but it looked like a joke. They showed this to a bunch of sheep in some like you know yeah. St. Jude cafeteria on like a you know big, a big screen with a projector. Oh, everyone, yeah, like you see your face like photoshopped on a guy standing next to a Ferrari. <laughs> oh yes, and the guy's me. black, but his face is white. <laughs> <laughs> it's a woman in a dress. <laughs> it's transgender. <laughs> Yeah. It's an actual sheep with my face on it. Right. It's it's Mount Rushmore, but like our faces are in there. But we're not even we don't even mesh in with the stone. It's just like our graduation photo. <laughs> oh, since you guys want to be rich. Such a shame. I have a I have a friend like that too, and and he, it just kept it would it, it pulled him out of three really good Philadelphia colleges. You know, uh-huh. like he dropped, he dropped out of one freshman year, then got accepted into another one, dropped out again, and then again. John, like, that was me. Uh, <laughs> I gotta uh, go. Was, Nowadays, so many people go through so many online schools that they can't actually claim an alma mater. It's, it's pretty much the same thing as dropping out. It's just you know, dropping out of this a little bit more gracefully. Nah, I took it, pulled a few mm. credits here from University of Phoenix. This yeah. came from uh, Stafford University. I took a little philosophy class from there. I'm just going to jumble it all into one degree. It's like, uh, I thought you dropped out. You're not taking classes anymore. Well, yeah, I just logged off. <laughs> I logged back off. I lost my like a- <laughs> yeah. I go to University of Phoenix. Yeah. The Harvard of the net. <laughs> the Yale of the WWWs. Yeah. Nuts. All right, so as you heard by now, the record-setting Jurassic World has declared the biggest global debut of all time with a staggering $511.8 million on opening weekend, which surpassed the studio's expectations and the critics' expectations and and, uh, projections of how well that would do. That is insane. That's a monster. Uh It's just behind the Avengers of of, uh, opening... um, total money on an opening weekend, and it surpassed uh, one of the Harry Potters for, for global opening. But I, I did not see half a billion Some dollars. Or a kid somewhere in America is going to be going to school tomorrow, and kids are going to be like, how could you have not seen him? He's going to get teased for it. Yeah. He's yeah. going to get pantsed. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Crazy. And yeah, now the rest of the record sales that are going to get logged are probably going to be for the people seeing it again. I wonder how many people have already seen it twice. I'm sure a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw the film on Friday, and uh, I, I don't know. Have you guys seen it, John? You saw I it? saw it last night at nine fifty-five. Nice. Yeah, I, I went to a late show. I didn't see it, but I read all about it. Like I know what happens. Well, here's what happened <laughs> at the end. I'm kidding. I'm not gonna spoil it. <laughs> spoiler alert! Spoil no. I mean, no. it's you know. I, I think I know the end. I, I think I I've read spoilers and everything. Well, I was like worried I wasn't going to get to it this weekend, and I was like, well, I don't want to be unprepared. 
to the show. I well, thought it was pretty great. I saw the 3D version. Um, we uh. didn't do 4D, and uh, it wasn't an IMAX, but I just I enjoyed it just the same. It was it wasn't exactly a small screen. I mean, everybody was talking about. I got to see the IMAX and the 4D. I I got a thrill out of it just watching yeah. it on the regular screen in 3D. But uh, while I was watching it, or actually before the movie started, of course they had the trailers, and all the trailers come to the 3D movies. The stuff that's coming out, oh yeah, really quite impressive, and it makes you realize that 3D is the only thing keeping people coming back to the theaters. I know. Yeah, that and the eye 4D, thing. they come out in the audience and blow you. I mean, sit with you. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, man. Four. Yeah. <laughs> 5D, they put you in the movie. It's like, that's kind of the idea. <laughs> Why not here? We don't need actors anymore. This is this crazy. <laughs> Just put everybody these headsets and they make a movie. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll never go to uh, a film in L.A. again on opening weekend. It was such a hassle. Oh, Jen and I left at 8.15 for a 9 o'clock show. And we oh, actually wait. didn't get into a theater and sit down and see the movie till 10.30. Uh, Whoa! It was a five-hour experience. And I'll tell you what happened real quick. <sighs> we went to this theater, and it was playing on um, eight screens in this one theater. And wow. the show was sold out. Okay, give us the next one. It's sold out. All right, we'll take the next one. It's sold out. I said, let's just go to another theater. So we went to the Arclight, which is a pretty oh, my God. nice theater. Yeah. And this is a great theater to see a film in. It's in Sherman Oaks. You pay for parking. You get it validated. Then you walk all the way around this mall, like this tunnel. And then you go up three sets of escalators. And then you go into this place. And the arc light is so militant. If you don't like kids in movies, if you want to make sure you get a seat, go there. So you go in. we got the seats. You have to pick your seats. They assign it. And then you, if you're five minutes late, they won't let you in. So there's no, like, people being loud. If you, like, make two noises during the show, they boot you out. Wow, Hitchcock did that for Psycho if you came yeah. in late. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, it's crazy. But it's kind of annoying because they take it too seriously, and you're like, look, I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to see a movie with my girlfriend. And it's like, no, <laughs> you must line up in line. I look sleeper than I'm a fight with Jürgen. You know? I don't know, right, I don't know whether I'm seeing Jurassic World or, you know, being recruited for the Marines. So, so we finally get in the theater, and no yeah. sneezing. Right, and it's already the show's like ten ten. It's like uh, we we go into the theater at nine fifty eight, and the, there's this punk kid out. He's not a punk, but he was some worker there. Yes, and he goes, yeah, he was a, he was a dick, and um, he goes, you can't go in there. I said, no, no, this is our this is the show. Here's the ticket. He goes. The other show is not out yet, sir. If you find seating up there to the left, you may have a seat. I was like, all right. So we can't even get in there early. So we finally go in there, and this guy comes up to the front, and he goes, Hello, everybody. My name is Jared. I'm an employee here at the Arclight. Today you were watching Jurassic World, starring Chris Pratt. And I'm like, yeah, we we know. Oh, my God, we bought the ticket. (laughs) Right. So he goes... Remember during the show, I'm going to ask you right now to please silence all cell phones, pagers. First of all, who has a pager? But pagers. All pagers. Right. And pagers. they go through this whole thing, and he goes, I will be on the right to ensure that the quality is up to Arclight standards and the silence is golden and all this. So after all this, they play the movie, 
and it starts off, and I see directed by, and I and I thought that's not, this isn't the director, and then I see Jude Law, okay. and I go, okay, what? This is either like an, a, a trailer within a movie, like a like <laughs> an opening, like they did in like Austin Powers Three, or they're playing oh, right, the wrong yeah. flick. So Rocket twenty minutes Thunder. go by, and it's it's uh, it's a movie with Jude Law, and I'm I'm checking the ticket, and the guy said you're here to see Jurassic World. I said to Jen, I said, this is the wrong movie. So nobody is saying anything about this. People are just <laughs> watching this. So I'm like, excuse me, there's, this is the wrong flick. <laughs> Finally, the, the screen cuts to black, and everyone starts clapping. And they're like, sorry, we played the wrong movie. So after all this like high tech, the, you know, get to your yeah. seats, you know, be, be golden. No sneezing. They can't even play the right movie. Yeah. I think that's that spy movie. It was. Yeah, it looked yeah. like James Bond. Actually, it didn't look bad. But, uh... That, wow, that's yeah. wild. So they there's, played a tough theater, there's a tough theater like that in uh, San Antonio. I think Corpus Christi's supposed to go. It's called the Alamo Draft House. And you actually sit down and order a steak and the Alamo. beer while you watch the movie. So the movie theater is set up with tables, but it's the same thing if you get caught texting or anything. You're... If you pay your tab, you're out of there. Yeah. I oh, think... Really? Um, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I think it's good if you are, um, you know, really into film, or it's a, it's a movie you really want to see. Because, um, you know, a lot of times there are kids in a movie that, like, shouldn't be there. Um, like when I... I think I saw... I think it was Nightmare on Elm Street, the reboot... Uh, it was like ten thirty showing, and there was a baby crying. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, the the movie's about a, a child molester, and it, it's ten thirty <laughs> at night. Like, why is your trashy kid screaming? Yeah, I'm gonna toughen you up, Junior. <laughs> yeah, it's like common sense. So that's it's kind of good for that, but like at the same time, hardcore heart fan, you're willing to bring your nine months old into yeah. the ten thirty showing. Right. This is the this gnarliest I could get here. I have to bring my daughter into this nightmare creature, and so be it. <laughs> We're going to toughen this kid up. Under 17, unless it can accompany yeah. by an adult. Yeah, let's change exactly. that. It was, um, it, it was an experience, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely That's return to the arc light. Yeah, but never so on a Friday I, night. I have, I have a review uh, from Brett's cats in here on Jurassic Park, but... There are spoilers in it, so do you want to wait until, you know, like, like people have seen it, or, or what? No way. Let's have a little Brett Katzen movie review here on the show. You can just say, you know, spoiler warning, everybody, if you don't yeah, want to... Yeah, turn tune out. Yeah, just dial the volume down for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> when Jurassic Park hit theaters back in 1993, it captivated everyone and truly represented the term movie magic. Not many movies have come out in my lifetime that have had an impact on me the way Jurassic Park does. Everything about it still holds up today, except maybe the Unix system. What is that? The Unix? Like, Unix? Like dickless man? <laughs> <laughs> it's U-N-I-X. Oh. oh. <laughs> I was thinking Unix. I said, wait a minute, aren't they all just females? It doesn't make them Unix. They're just Bruce Jenner's. <laughs> no. Uh, Unix, you and I. Uh, I'm guessing it's some part of the movie that was, you know, a technological. Well, that's probably some film geek. 
vernacular. Right. Yeah. Three years Good. later, Spiel... <sighs> Mate, what? Go ahead. No. Continue. No, 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 no. no, right. no. Three years later, Spiel... Spielberg made The Lost World, which was much of the same, but more Goldblum and less Wonder. Not mm. to mention Vince Vaughn horribly miscast and Julianne Moore, who I hate, unless she's laughing uncontrollably as Maud Lebowski. <laughs> In 2001, Joe Johnston, director of The Rocketeer, took a crack at it with Jurassic Park 3. He brought back the much-needed Dr. Grant and introduced a couple other forgettable characters and an uninteresting story. Now, 22 years since the original and 14 years since the last sequel, we get Jurassic World. It's directed by Colin Trevorrow, who is really only known for Safety Not Guaranteed, which is one of my favorite movies of the last few years. Look it up if you haven't seen it. He brings us into a fully functioning park with live attractions and over 20,000 people. The previews make this look a lot more violent than the previous efforts, but it's really no more or no less. Dallas Bryce, Bryce Dallas Howard... Dallas... Bryce Dallas. Bryce Dallas, I think it's the right order now. Gosh! Claire is our main character. Although she shares the screen with Star-Lord, it's still centered around her. She has two nephews, which have a pretty cliche sibling relationship, but it works for the movie. And then there is smart-ass comic relief, which comes from Jake Johnson, Let's Be Cops, who is always subtly hilarious. But enough with the players, let's get into the game. (laughs) Going into this movie, you know what's going to be. It's not going to be the original. It would be impossible for the filmmakers to recapture the wonder and amazement of Jurassic Park. There is no way they will be able to duplicate the feeling you get when the big wooden doors open or when Dr. Grant stands up in the Jeep and looks at the Barachiosaur or when the old guy says, Welcome to Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And after watching it, I'm pretty sure they knew that. This was about delivering what everyone knew they were going to get in the first and second acts, and then fucking some shit up in the third. And that's exactly what we get. We're introduced to the characters, we meet our animals, then we meet both of them together, then shit goes down, the big bad Indominus Rex, which is the new lab-created dinosaur, gets out and starts to wreak havoc on the island. So was that impressive? Good. Yeah, it didn't take long. I mean, it, it, yeah. the disaster right. kicked off pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Like they yeah. got right into it? Yeah, about a half hour into it, maybe, I would say. Nice, nice. Vincent D'Onofrio, D'Onofrio works for InGen and is looking for a military application for the Raptors who are controlled by Star-Lord, who isn't happy about it, so he punched them in the face and helps him anyway. Towards the end, one of the kids makes a comment that they need more teeth, meaning, hey, let's let out some more dinosaurs, because the raptor idea didn't work. Then Claire grabs a flare, and you already know where this is going! (laughs) When she grabbed the flare, I immediately got goosebumps, and the little kid and me came out for a bit, because the music build up to the badassery of the T-Rex fighting Indominus is awesome. And then Blue, the raptor, shows up and looks glorious as he jumps on Indominus' back, Blue and T-Rex push the baddie down to the water's edge, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, Indominus Rex goes out just like Samuel L. Jackson. In <laughs> yes. You know what was really the interesting about the end of the movie? You know, the the little raptor looked so innocent. It just looked like, it just looked like little You feel bad for him. Yeah, it felt bad. It was, that was the difference between this one and the first one. The yeah. first one didn't have any sad, poignant scenes. I don't no. think. Like, I didn't have a problem watching no. Wayne Knight getting chewed apart. Anytime somebody died, you're like, we ah, got that's a here. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares. 
But uh, <laughs> when all the, 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 the herbivores were getting beaten and, and cut up by this uh, hybrid monster, you know, you felt bad. It was just a poignant scene. Yeah, and the little raptors. They took a lot of, uh, like, they took from what the first movie were, were you know, villains and made them, like, heroes in this Yeah. Movie. Yeah. yeah. I went in to see flip <laughs> I went in to see Jurassic World um, with very high expectations because I really love the the uh, the series. I love the first one. I thought the third one was a lot better than the second, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe too high. Um, I did enjoy it. I just there were a lot of things that you know I just you're kind of let down about. The first one I thought like was uh, well. I didn't care for any of the characters. Um, the first one, you know, uh, y- you see Dr. Alan Grant. You see his relationship with Dr. Sadler. Even the little kid, Tim and Lex, the kids, Tim and Lex, who were annoying, you, you, you felt for them. You know, they're telling the jokes. They survived the tree. You know, they don't have any parents on the island. Dr. Grant kind of helps them get through. You know, you, f- you feel for the characters. The, this one, The kid's like a dinosaur nerd, so he actually, like, knows helpful things when they're, like, on their own. Yeah. Of course, they have the same type of character in this one, the little kid. Yeah, they 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 try to kind of do the little uh, kid that wonder, but even he's kind of annoying, and you know yeah. he's just I don't know. There's a lot of awkward pauses in it. The uh, a crying scene. You just want to see toughen up kid and get on with the scene. The scene. Yeah, sucks. yeah. Right. Like the first one had such a. The first one was more about the the story arc and the. Uh, backdrop, the relationship with characters, and then the backdrop was the park, and it was more of a story about, you know, the human emotion and adventure and wonderment. Right. And uh, it was just really good directing, and this one was more of a horror movie than, the first one was, you know, a sci-fi slash fantasy slash horror film. This one was more of a glorified f- film you'd see on sci-fi. I mean, it was... Uh, it, was it was a disaster movie. Yeah. Yeah, even the um, the characters in this one, I mean, the CGI didn't look as good as the the first one. It was very, it looked like something out of um, like a Sci-Fi Channel film, but um, like Sharknado. Yeah, <laughs> not that good. But uh, <laughs> I've never. Right, I mean, I cool. thought it was a, a great movie. Um, I, it was. I'll put it this way: one of the films that I was, you know, happy to pay for. As Shark and I would, right. we we've done our fair share of sneaking into theaters, um, but there were some of those movies that you just, you're ha- you're happy to contribute to the the ultimate gross proceeds of the film. Yeah, I was very pleased with it. Yeah, yeah, no, I I definitely enjoyed it. It wasn't you know this movie sucks, but uh, I, I did enjoy it, and especially um, there's a scene in the film where they're they're on the island. The story takes place after the first one, so the second and the third installment basically don't exist. So, oh wow! Actually, I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah, it takes place like twenty years, twenty-two years after the first Jurassic Park movie. And no, I know that. I just didn't know the others didn't exist. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. That wasn't like part of the line for whatever reason. And there's a cool scene where the two kids who get lost on the island they stumble upon the visitor center from the first movie, and it's it's an abandoned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's abandoned. Yeah, I remember the that. And it's, they see, like, remember the first one when the T-Rex came in and that banner came down that said, when dinosaurs yeah. ruled the Earth? Like, they find yeah. that. It's all, like, decayed. And they see the old Jeeps and the the night vision goggles. It was pretty yeah. cool. But, um, yeah, okay, I guess I didn't, do, I didn't really do the connection right. there yet because the third one, which I think was, like, 2002 or 
or three or something, um, they do return to the park, even though it's sort of vacated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not it a, was not a, operational. But it was enjoyable. It definitely was enjoyable. When when they show the uh, the park in the beginning, the little kid's running through the hotel, and he's like, I just want to see it. And then he opens up the balcony, and it's a huge panoramic view of the fully functioning park, and the music kicks in. And I mean, I, I had goosebumps at that point. You're like, this is... Especially in the 3D, yeah. It's, quite yeah, a it's, it's touching, but... So I was a little disappointed, but it was. It was I just went in there with, with high expectations, but um, but but definitely an enjoyable, enjoyable flick. Well, in uh, in closing here, Brett says I'm finishing this review on my phone with about two minutes before I clock in at work, so I will wrap it up. Jurassic World is everything I wanted out of this movie. Take in mind, the script once called for smart raptors who communicate and use guns. Thank God that didn't happen. You are locked on screen. You're locked on screen for its entirety. The characters are good enough to follow, and the third act debauchery de- delivers on the film's promise. It is all held together nicely by Michael Giacchino's score, which is kind of a mashup of his own Super 8 score and the original Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Now, Michael Giacchino, he did uh, Lost. He did the music for Lost. So, was it was the music good? Was it different? Was it better? Worse? Tell me. Well, actually, it was a little bit tweaked, wasn't it? And then when, and then when they stumble upon the old park, it goes back to the original score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the yeah. piano theme. Yeah. It was good. It, yeah, it was good because they, they did a, a new score, but then they incorporated bits of John Williams' score at, like, the right moments. So, I mean, these, okay. it was pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, it was... It, it's entertaining. There's a scene in there where... Um, I think you, you mentioned it with the uh, the T Rex fights the Indominus Rex at the end, and you yeah. don't really see the T Rex all film. And then when they let it out, it gives a, it brings you back that whole sense of uh, like the T Rex is coming back, out. This yeah. is the king. It was cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They give you that teaser in the beginning of the film with the feeding of the T Rex, but you don't really see much of it because they want you know, that was to build up this little bit, give you a taste, build up the anticipation, and right. then take it back to '93. There's one scene in the so movie was where, what's that? Was that uh, aquatic fish or you know dinosaur like just crazy? Yeah, creepy. Big sucker. Was the girl like falls into the impressive? tank. Mm. Yeah. What? Yeah. She yeah. Was yeah. The British eaten? chick. That's what made it, I guess, like a, a horror movie. The hot chick had to get killed. Yeah. Oh gosh! Any black people get killed? First ones, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> There's a scene in the film where uh, I don't think anybody picked up on this, or if they did, they didn't. It's not talked about, but it's funny where Chris Pratt and his friend and the, some of the security team they go out with the Raptors on motorcycles and tanks, and they go into the forest to fight this thing, and they find out that the the Rex is part Raptor because it's genetically engineered, and um, oh, they end up a lot of the guys end up getting killed, and then they return back to base, and then Chris Pratt's friend is trapped in a log. And the raptor jumps on top to to eat him, and then Chris Pratt goes, you know, blue, and you know, and the raptor listens to him, and he he stops, and then Chris Pratt and the raptor get on the bike and run away. But what happened is they just left their friend in the middle what? of the woods with this thing <laughs> without any gun. It wasn't like let me get my friend and and let's get him out. They just drove away, leaving this poor black guy in the log stuck in the middle of the woods <laughs> with with this T Rex. Wait, wait. The 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 raptor jumped on his motorcycle. No, no. Uh, Chris Pratt jumped on his on his bike 
And the raptor kind of followed him. Like, they're, like they're ran running. with him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> the raptor like, is riding a Harley Davidson fat boy for two <laughs> hours of the movie. He joins a biker club, and he gets shot up in Texas. <laughs> and they just leave that guy to die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So Bryce Dallas Howard looked pretty good in this one. Yeah, she's hot. She in. Uh, she. How did she make her start? It was uh, the Shyamalan movies, right? Yeah, she didn't look that hot back then. Yeah, it's Ron Howard's daughter. Out. He's pretty hot too. Oh, he's got a great scalp. Oh, <laughs> shiniest. Nice and red. Yeah, yeah. She's she looks good. And um, yeah, it was good though. It was good though. Um, but yeah, so uh, changing gears here, I'd like to introduce the audience and. Uh, bring back a little bit of magic of something we like to call what the hell is wrong with people? What's wrong with them? What is wrong with these people? Well, All right, bad well, people. This week, let's talk about guys in the gym and you've all experienced oh, this. Yes. So yesterday uh, I'm working out. You almost done with that machine? No, this is uh, directed to the locker room, actually. <laughs> so, what is it about old guys who love to get naked in the, the locker room and what's more they love to walk around the entire uh, locker room I mean the guys who are in the worst shape they got the the, uh, the saggy butt cheeks the stomachs protruding oh, over their yeah their private parts but um, they like to they like to wear proud you know they yeah. walk around We're showing the flag the locker room what's wrong with people put a towel on yeah, you know, I mean, I, as soon as I walked in the the gym that I work out at uh, down here on base, I walk to the back, and the, the sinks are right in your front, and and then you take a right, and that takes you to the lockers and the sauna. Well, this guy right in front is over at the sink, and I guess I don't know. You'd think he'd just taken a shower and he just wanted to get a little extra time in on his hands, and he's totally butt naked. <laughs> Awesome. This is just that Kmart too. He didn't even get to the gym yet. <laughs> I mean, what? I, yeah. really, you could almost peek in if you were a female and you wanted to get a look in the the boys' room. You'd be scarred for life because this guy probably would have yeah. been visible. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's walking around the entire locker room. This is not the first time I've seen that, but I'm starting to take notice that it's always the old guys. Yep. who love to be the exhibitionists. And they're not doing it quickly. Yeah. No, it's not like, no. let me let me shower and get changed. It's just, yeah. you know, I'm going to walk from here, 25 feet over to the sink, look in the mirror, and then walk back in the nude. I'm just going to let it all hang and out. And then I'm going to get into a conversation about religion and politics. But the next <laughs> right. guy that comes in here... I've had that happen, too. How about yes. that Republican Party? Uh, yeah, I've had some pants on. Yeah, I could never do it. Gym class or even even the gym out here, I would just I would drive there in you know workout shorts and a t-shirt and and then drive back sweaty and in school. I'm just gonna I'm toughing it out. Gym class is at 10:30. We're playing volleyball today. That's great. I'm gonna be stinking like a pig all day because I'm not getting nude. Not doing it. I don't understand what it is. About Another thing about the gym too. Must be a thing from the sixties, you know. It has to be. Let's, love. Let's let's break it down. What do these old men 
have in common that we don't? Like, what what is it about them that we don't, that we haven't done, that they've done? Mm. Yeah. Do you think once you have kids, you're like, oh, I just don't care anymore? Yeah, it you works. just give up. Yeah, that's it. Maybe they were all. Maybe they were all at Woodstock, and it was totally normal back then. And I don't know. <laughs> I remember yeah. going to. Didn't matter if. Yeah. Didn't matter if a, ha- a half a grape was protruding from you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to the to the gym as a as a kid, like the 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 swim club, you know. And Simple. afterwards, you go into like the locker room because there was like a steam room, you know. It was like an athletic oh, yeah. center. And you would just see guys with, you know, swinging willies walking around. And what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Showing off. Yeah. I, I I always get a kick out of the, uh, when I go to the gym, which hasn't been forever, I, I always love people that come up and they go, hey, you got to be done with this machine soon. Um, because obviously you can see them using it and... You know, it's not like I'm sitting there taking a nap. I mean, I'm, you know, you're using the weights or whatever. So I always have fun with them. It's usually a bigger guy. Well, m- most people are bigger than me, but they'll come up and they'll go, "Hey, how much more? How much more time you got with that?" And I go, "I don't know. I got to ask my two friends here, Jack Johnson and Willie O'Leary." And I'll just kiss my my skinny biceps. And they'll start laughing, and I'll be like, no, no, seriously, like five minutes, and I'll hurry up, because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> Less than five. I, I hate that. It's like, are you, are, you, are you almost done here? Well, yeah, yeah, but now I'm really almost done, because I feel pressure to rush, because right. you're going to be sitting here yeah. staring at me, and whatever weird energy yeah. shake you took before this is wearing off, and you're going to go into, like, roid sugar crash rage. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get a, so a dumbbell me, thrown at my let face. Let me do this real quick. Real quick break my wrist, because I'm going to do it wrong and too fast. Yeah. I'm going to ha- pull a hernia, because you need to do your traps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the worst, man. Yeah. That's why I like going to the gym. I have a gym here in my building where there's, like, you know, maybe one other person yeah. in yeah. there with me, and the it's best. like a girl on the I miss that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the best. That's yeah, the worst is like going to the gym at after work at like six thirty, and it's just mobbed with everybody after work. Oh! Yeah. And you're like, I, I can't do this. Like you're 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 three deep on every machine. Yeah. It's like stand. Uh, and then you just want to like work out, so you find like the crappiest machine that no one's on, and it's like <laughs> the Trojan horse. It's basically just like a wooden log that you like rock on, and you know there's no like cool way to do that. <laughs> yeah, you're not like, you know, on the Olympic team for gymnastics. You don't really know what to do on it. You just kind of sit on it and lift yourself with your arms, kind of. Yeah. All right, I hit the horse. I'm done. It's not even the machine. You're just, like, punching the vending machine. You're like, <laughs> I, I just need something to do. You're arm wrestling with a bum. You're like, I just got to work <laughs> out. I just have to do something. It's like 20 push-ups. All right, well, that's as, that's as many as I could do. Yeah. I can't, I'm not getting back down. I'm not getting back down there. <laughs> Sucks. Biscardi, what else, is, what else is wrong with people these days in America? Well, I don't know how, if you guys could... Well, LA's got the bad drivers, but... Um, down here in South Texas. I reckon. Pretty famous for bad drivers. I and, mean, you know, every everybody likes to take that claim. Jersey's got the bad drivers. Massachusetts has the bad drivers. Uh, here... 
I can say told me the same thing when I arrived. Uh, but it's true. I mean, they're they're horrible. It's almost as if they want you to hit them. So here's <laughs> the what's the hell? What's wrong <laughs> with the Texas drivers? Number one, when they pull out from a you know parking lot, they, I'm in one lane on the left. The right lane's completely open. Three oh. times this week. Three. Oh my gosh. Right oh. in front of me on my lane. <laughs> Just intentionally to get right in front of me to try and tempt me to hit them. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like they're mocking you at that point. Yeah, uh, that's, that's how it is down here. <sighs> There's just no lane discipline. Well, the, I mean, you have to remember, I am in South Florida, where for nine months out of the year, it's nothing but the oldest human beings a lot. The oldest and most, what's the word, uh, you know, where you just, like, expect everything. Entitled. You know, old, rich yeah. people. Yeah. And they Kevin's come down wedding, here in, in their nine, you know, they're, they're <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And they're in their cars that are just way too big, and they don't use turn signals, and yeah. they just take their jolly time. My, they my my friend has been hit on his bike six times in two years by oh my gosh the sport. by a, a snowbird. And you know what's funny about South Florida drivers is that up north snowbird. they're slow, <laughs> they, they don't move. But down when they get down to oh. South Florida and they're retired, they're they're like rejuvenated behind the wheel again, and they they're they're always speeding. And they're yeah. like, if I'm going to go out this way, oh! <laughs> it works, and that also applies to the um, the supermarkets. You know, you go into an Albertsons or a Winn-Dixie or a Publix. I don't even know if those are. Winn-Dixie. Yeah. <laughs> they're all, they got their carts, and they get, they're like wrecking up their engines with their, their shopping carts. They get, say, you know, you're right, come get out of my way. Yeah. They had entitled. It's yeah. funny, too. People but think that uh, up north they drive you nuts because they go like two miles an hour. Yeah, it's weird. People think that their car in traffic is like an isolated, you know, force field, and they can just do whatever they want. You know, you're in your own car, and uh, the worst I think are like soccer moms that just, um, you know, just can't do anything, but. Uh, drive two miles an hour and there's no concern for anybody else and um yeah it's just they're all over the place um you, I'll yeah. just be behind them and you see you know two miles an hour and no turn signal and it's just uh, you shouldn't even be on the road <laughs> it's no good soccer mom wasn't your mom a soccer mom did she have a band she had a van. Yeah, but she drove fast. She was she a fast truck. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, it was never like... Plus, like, we that gotta, little we, go. we were always late, you know, it was so hectic. So it was always, <laughs> let's just get there. Like, put your seatbelt on, We're go you know, and you just flying. Yeah. It's great. So, Jen and I saw something interesting. Um, it was a soccer mom, and she was on Ventura Boulevard, and we were eating uh, at this restaurant, and she was... She had a Mercedes whatever the SUV is, and her door was open, and it got completely taken off <laughs> by a Metro bus. Nobody was hurt, but the door was just ripped off, uh, and she didn't know what to do. Like, her world just collapsed. Like, her, her tank was injured, so the bus had to pull over, and everyone had to get another bus, and there was, like, a report and the police, but, you know, everybody was okay, thank God, but her uh, 
her door just got completely ripped off by a bus as she was taking her time, loading up her kids, not looking at traffic, you know, flying by. Mm-hmm. So, evidently, there's a new. What's that? Well, I think we might have lost everybody. This is Matthew Clark, last surviving member of the Nostromo. I can't find my crew. I think we might have lost John and Mike. Well, now that it's just me, I guess I'm going to um, touch base on a few topics. Let's talk about King Man Productions. Let's talk about Show Your Shorts. Let's do some self-promoting in a very uh, shameless uh, plug here. Um, as usual with the podcastle, please always tweet us at the underscore podcastle. That's the underscore podcastle. Join the show. Tweet us your questions, your comments. Uh, we're always happy to read them out on the air. Follow us on Facebook. And um, with uh, with with everything else, um, you know, we always like to hear from our fans and people listening. So. Major technical difficulty. There he is. Wow, he is. what what's going on? Are we being we lost, attacked or something? Biscardi. <laughs> I know. I and then I reconnected to him. Then you dropped off. Then I got back on it with you. And I don't know what. I, I mean, we're wrapping up anyway, right here. Well, you missed it while you guys were gone. I had Wayne Knight. From Seinfeld and Jurassic Park on, it was. Uh, oh, really? It was incredible. Yeah. Oh, and what'd you guys talk about? Seinfeld or Jurassic Park? Uh, both. Both. Oh, oh, that was a cool. hybrid of the two. Ooh. Yeah. An indominant, source, not dominant source. Yes. Yeah. Apparently, they film a Jurassic a Park uh, where they film Lost source. Ooh, Kauai Island in uh, Hawaii, or Kauai Island in Hawaii, right? I guess so. Beautiful. So, what did you do last night? Last night, I I cleaned the entire house for seven hours yesterday. Did you really? Yep. You love doing those cleaning sessions. It's called obsessive compulsive disorder, John. I need medication. (laughs) (laughs) Something to joke about. I also have a fear of rabbits, and I don't like aliens. So, if you want to make fun of my ADD, let's do it. And then number three... I need the number three ripped off of all clocks and keyboards and phones. I can only make right-hand turns, and I can't step on cracks. Let's get wild. <laughs> yeah. Breaks Mr. Maureen's back. <laughs> what about you? What did you do yourself, John? When? Last night? Was last night the wedding? No, last night was UFC. Uh, did you watch it at the Parrot? No, I watched it at uh, the Black Rose. Ooh. And they have outside seating, and they broadcast the uh, the fight on like the wall, like the side of the adjacent building. So well, that's pretty it was cool. Like 126 foot screen kind of projection, and uh, yeah, I only had a couple beers, then I got out of there. Because at the wedding, I, I I woke up the next morning drunk. Still, it was one of those <laughs> nights. <laughs> Is is the Black Rose is the uh, is the matriarch of the the restaurant a big fat lady named Rose that's like you got a choice you can stay here and drink or you can pay and tab what's going to be and you're like uh, you can stay here and watch the fight or yeah. you can get home boy do we have Biscardi on the air yeah I came back I I had a little disconnect but I'm actually talking on my phone now so like my system's back up and running I don't know what happened that's what we get for making fun of Jurassic World. <laughs> Quiet. 
they're <laughs> approaching the Tyrannosaur pack. They remember. Yeah, Mike, what did you do last night? You said you saw Jurassic Park at a 9.55 show? Yeah, prior to, we went to a, a late night. Prior to that, um, I got invited, the people that we saw with, a couple of friends that I met mm-hmm. down here, and, and they uh, asked me if I wanted to meet them up for a brew or two before I met them at the theater. And brew. Brew. I said, yeah, sure, no problem. Well, they chose a place that just wasn't really to my liking. And... Um, nor my wife, so we didn't know how to get out of this one delicately. They they invited us to a barbecue place. It's called Rudy's. I'm not a huge barbecue fan. I don't really I'm not I don't really feed on the brisket. Um, you know, pulled pork. I don't mind it when I'm at a barbecue, but I walk into this place and you know it's there's no bar. It's just you sit at one of those log wood tables. And it's all you know, families with four-year-olds, and this is what they're doing on the on the Saturday evening. And you know, I get there, my buddy and his wife are there, and they said, "Hey, what, what do you have?" And I'm, he was in the front of the line. It was a big long line. So this was a really happening place for Saturday for most Texans. I get in there, there's just a stench of of pork is all around me encompassing me. Uh, get into my pores and, you know. uh, <laughs> and, cam. and I just wasn't having it so I get there and I look at my wife and I said well alright let me handle this so I just very politely you know without offending a lot of people in the restaurant said I'm really not Can't do it. comfortable being here <laughs> Mike I hear you. <laughs> Jen and I walked into this place it, it, it no, wasn't por- hell, pork but it was an overwhelming sweaty aroma of, oh, I guess pork, and then it's just like the grease of bacon. So we left that Target, and then we went to a Walmart. Um, <laughs> and it was just, it was worse. It was worse. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah, I just I couldn't do it. It was absolutely unfathomable. I see yeah. the people that wait in line and get, like, you know, pizza from that thing that's, like, on the side of Target. I don't know what it's even called. It's like Fake like fast food restaurant. Kind right. Of. I yeah, see the people ordering that food. I'm like, you will be dead within the month. Oh yeah. It's yeah. I can't do my two hours of shopping unless I have some, you know, two <laughs> small pepperoni pies in my belly. <laughs> I need the, my energy. I, I need it. Yeah, I gotta eat. Um, you know, Not we are used to saying no. we we order pizza, we order a pie. Um, down here. I guess in Florida it's probably not the same. Anywhere else in the house, but because Florida's got such an influx of Yankees, um, a pie would be the normal jargon vernacular. I, I would. Um, I've never had a problem saying pie in Florida. Here yeah. I ask for a pie. I call. We actually have a Grimaldi's, just like not just Grimaldi's. like one in Brooklyn, but Grimaldi's. A Grimaldi's. It's a cold brick oven. Lived right near the the original down by the Brooklyn Bridge at one point. Um, so I was really cool. excited when I saw Grimaldi's down here. But I call up and, and I, I order, a, you know, just give me a large margarita pie. And I get some, you know, really flamboyantly kid. Grimaldi's? Yeah, it doesn't know. Yeah. Hey, what is that? What we don't have pies here. Oh, no. What, 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 now, what, what, what. You want a large pizza? Oh. And I said, oh, I, 
pizza pizza place. I call up, I ask for something large. What do you think I'm talking about? But they didn't know what market was, and I told the kid, you know, just go get your, your who's ever working the oven right now. I'm sure he knows what it is. No. <laughs> get me somebody else right now. And he actually yeah. did. I, I was getting with him, and I don't think he wanted to deal with me anymore. But I oh. can't. And um, it's a little bit annoying when you're dealing I with mean, people yeah. from south of the Mason-Dixon. From Dixie people think a pie should have only fruit in it. And, um, you know, if it's not, not blueberry, no, raspberry, it's not a pie. And it's enough to really grind my gears and get my blood boiling, but yeah. they don't recognize pizza as a pie down there. You know what gets my blood boiling? What? The high cholesterol that I have. It's just, it's unhealthy. <laughs> but what makes me angry is um, I've called pizza places and I've ordered, a, I say pie, and I'll go, just give me a large pie, uh, just plain. P- plain, so... Wait. Pizza pie? You mean cheese? Y- yeah, yeah, just a large cheese. So, sauce too? Just give me a large cheese. So... <laughs> give me what the Ninja Turtles are eating. Give me, yeah. <laughs> give me what Donatello has. Oh, see, what anchovies. Yeah, just help me. I, uh, I love that Pizza Hut's coming out with a, um, a new... Have you guys heard this? They're coming out with a new pie. A new pizza... Uh, and the crust is stuffed with hot dogs. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Get out of here. They're advertising a Little Caesars, which I didn't... It's until disgusting. I south, I didn't know that they were still in business. It's a bacon-wrapped one. Ugh. And it, like, of course, has the big zoom in with the, with the piping smoke coming out of the crust and it look appetizing. <laughs> I mean, this, I- I would. There's people who probably have you know watering tongues while lo- watching that commercial. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would eat a pizza with bacon before I ever eat a pizza stuffed with a hot dog. I mean, that's like two meals. Oh, and then a hot so dog itself, you could eat. I mean, uh, I mean, how much? How gross is that combination? It's like putting like pickles and Hershey Kisses on a pie. <laughs> We're know? just eating ourselves to death. I mean, that's yeah. basically all it is. <laughs> We're getting fat. Yeah. So fat, so bad, so fat. Farts so after fat. that pizza, I can't even imagine. Oh, clear the deck. <laughs> Get underground. Seriously. Sulfur. Very heavily sulfury. I mean, imagine. Like the great salt. <laughs> You'd have to cup it. <laughs> imagine a. Uh, nice cough there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the it's the, it's the cholesterol. Imagine eating one of those. And having like a pitcher of beer on a Sunday afternoon in the sun, like outside, like you'd have to be shoveled and pried off of of a chair just to get out from that coma. It's gonna I go mean, through you like a oh, like flash. A, yeah, you'd have to go out into the water where John's getting married on the beach or attending a wedding, and just be like, "Yeah, I'm okay. I'm in here. I'm swimming. I'm in here. I'm in here." Like if I ate that hot dog pizza and then was standing up there during the nuptials and all of a sudden it hit me, I'd have no choice but to just, yeah, run in the ocean and just start doing laps and yeah. rapping at the same time. What's he doing? Oh, he's spontaneous. He's celebrating his love. He's doing his impression <laughs> of Lieutenant Dan who made his team When he gets God. excited, swims laps in the ocean. Yeah, it's fine. He's embracing it. Oh. Again, tweet us your questions. Bad. I'm going to... uh before we sign off here, I'm going to check if we have any tweets. We got one from Wayne Knight. Nice. It's 
Justice. I'm filing a lawsuit. <laughs> oh. Let's see here. Okay. Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Have you seen him recently? Didn't he lose like a hundred pounds? He looks good. Yeah, good for him. It's, it's well, weird seeing it. him with the, the weight loss though, because you know you know him as Newman, and that's sort of his, his thing. So. Right. It's like Artie Lang goes through the same thing. He's like, "Will I be funny if I get skinny?" I think people think I'm funnier because I'm fat. You know, it's like part right, of their right. their gimmick, their their thing. Yeah. It's like what, yeah, takes them to the Even bank. Alfred's voice needs that uh, that that big belly coming from the diaphragm voice. Yeah, 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 and it, and it always provides like an ultimate, you know, fallback crutch joke. You know, just always yeah. there, like just make fun of his weight. I hate my yeah. I'm a miserable. <laughs> it never gets old. Guy that I'm a miserable yeah. comic, right? Yeah, right. It's funny when Sad you see clown. that. It's funny when you see celebrities who uh, have that one distinction that made him famous, and they they're still trying to like push that through forever. Like Gallagher with his, he's still smashing fruit. Like that's still like his bit. You know, like thirty wow. years later, like he still sells small People arena, small love places. Smashing fruit, they love seeing yeah. fruit smashed. It's so fun. Yeah, I just love getting hit in the eye with a shard of a watermelon <laughs> when I paid twenty bucks <laughs> to see him down at the uh, YMCA rec center. It's just what I want to do. It's beautiful. Seinfeld is still doing that. Yeah, he's still oh doing God. it. What about what about Jerry? Jerry. You hear Jerry was in the news recently about saying colleges are too politically correct. Yeah, I, I heard that interview on Colin Cowherd, and then they just it went it went viral. It went all over the place with his PC comment. Yeah, I tell you what, I gotta I gotta side with Jerry. I agree right? with him a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. If Jerry Seinfeld offends you, uh, that that's that's a problem. You're too sensitive. If he's too politically, incorrect. I mean, he's a he's a very. Um, He's not racy at all with with compared to uh, like Tosh or um, he doesn't curse Dane Cook or anything nothing you know he does like corporate gigs you know so if if he's offending you I mean that's a, I don't know what's what's safe for you maybe Gallagher maybe the food smashing yeah. is the route to go yeah maybe you don't want jokes you want you know just smashed fruit or maybe carrot top you know prop comic yeah it's <laughs> I like carrot top. <laughs> Always oh, the suitcase. What a, what kind of zany things does he have in here? Guys built like, like imagine a house. him getting on an airplane. <laughs> I I I can't fit my my basketball head or whatever weird things <laughs> that he has. I can't get it in the overhead compartment. Sorry, yeah. you're gonna have to check that carrot top. Uh, and my steroid needles. Where do I put them? Yeah, where are those? I just bring them in. Bring them in. <laughs> overhead. This Chinese lady who just fell and this guy whose ass is <laughs> in your face. I'll help you. She broke her arm. It's funny. She lost her arm. Oh my gosh! People that complain about PC comedy are the same people that complain about lyrics and gangster rap music. It's the like people just don't that listen to it. Too easily offended. Yeah, like the yeah. people that complain about Howard Stern and Eminem. It's like you know you do have a choice. You don't have yeah. to listen to it. And it's maybe not the president could... saying that. It right. <laughs> I mean, really, they're entertainers. It's it's the freedom of art. It's it's First Amendment. I mean. Give it up. It's sad. It is. It's sad fast. Well, it's sad, too, because... Yeah. It's very selective. It's, uh... I mean... The media is very selective about what's offensive, and then it goes, you know... 
like the girl that tweeted, she wasn't a celebrity or anything, but she tweeted, I think, two years ago about, I'm going to Africa, I'm the only person that doesn't have Ebola, and it went viral and it, like, ruined her life, oh. and yet, it's like a, do you guys know what I'm talking about? No, I didn't it's see like that. A, it's like a, or the only one that doesn't have AIDS, I think it was, and oh. it was like a stupid tweet, but it was from a no-name, it was someone from like 30 followers, and it went viral, <laughs> and she got like hate tweets, and it's like, it's, it's, the, it's a dumb thing from a stupid girl. But she doesn't deserve... I mean, it's following her around to this day. I mean, she's known as that person. You, like, Google her, forget her name, and that's what comes up. And it's like, it's, we're very selective as a society about what's offensive and what blows up and this and that. You know, like, if you only put this kind of attention to things that are really offensive, you know, like the, the genocidal killings in some countries and Darfur and, you know, what's happening in parts yeah. of the world where people get beheaded for what religion they are. I mean, that that's offensive to me. That deserves oh. kind of a public outcry. But no, let's talk about, you know, Jerry from from Seinfeld who, uh, you know, thinks that's too politically uh, correct it, to perform for college. He's like, that's offensive. That's offensive. This is offensive. That's sexist. That's, that's sexist. It's like, oh, it's... You're a homophobe. You know why? You know why it's sexist and you know why it's racist? Because the person that says... That's racist. That's sexist. Is one of those people. So they're oh, yeah. they're they're causing their own turmoil. They're like their own worst enemy. Yeah. They're so they're perpetuating it. And stupid. Yeah. That's racist. Well, only in your eyes. You're the one that's creating that. The person that's doing it. It's a joke. It's not to be taken seriously. Right. Idiot. Yeah. Jackass. Yeah. The, the same people that are saying, you know. Uh, you know they're against gay marriage, and they're saying you know man between a man and a wo- man and a woman in front of a Capitol building or the Capitol, you know, white um, uh, some kind of legislative hall. Usually they're the people that are gay themselves and just can't come to terms with it. You know, there's obviously something there if you have a big problem with it. I mean, it's not directly affecting you, so if you have to speak out against it, obviously something happened to you. You know. Well, the really cool thing is that uh, Raleigh D. Uh, is listening to us in Amsterdam. Oh, sweet. Welcome. Yeah, yeah he said, great show. I'm, I'm listening from Amsterdam. Wow. Yeah. Amsterdam. Let's talk about the well, uh, red light district. Have you ever been to Amsterdam? That's like the one place that I mm. think I could sit in the plane to, you know, go that far, because I, I really, you know... Yeah, I've I flown KLM. It's the good-looking stews. You know that. Love to go there. <laughs> stews. <laughs> That's what they should be called now. Short and Amsterdam. Yeah, apparently you yeah. can get the pot. It blends there. Yeah, you can smoke the pot weed for you know in like coffee shops there. Yeah, you can try blend. Let me try the wow. uh, the soy latte hashish. <laughs> yeah, they uh, venti, venti java chip uh, mochaccino uh, yeah. sativa. Uh, yeah, and they 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 put it in. They mix it with tobacco, apparently over there. You know, they sprinkle it all into a big, ah. you know, blunt. I guess you know, like cigar leaf, and they wrap it up, and you know, in five minutes you're on your way to the waffle shop. <laughs> so it's laced. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. No, it's just, just weed. Just weed. That's fine. you've been to Amsterdam, haven't you? I only flew into it. I've never actually done the town, but um, you know, I, in 2001, when I was was on my way to Italy, to Rome, I, I flew KLM and had a layover in Amsterdam. One of the things I noticed that 
Um, very attractive people. Mm. And very tall people. Mm. Very tall. Even the chicks. Pretty tall. Long legs. Oh, yeah. She's got legs. Yeah. So I think everybody needs to, act like needs to go there once in their life. I think I want to go to Amsterdam or I want to go to the Winn Dixie down in South Texas and see some tall. Same oh wait, no, it's something else. Publix <laughs> down in Florida. John, when I, I think of you, and know about Publix. I, I know Publix from my one trip to Key West, and Publix became my friend when I was like, yeah. oh, I need to get some more Takati. Let's go to Publix. Right, got I snorkel. When I went down there with a buddy of mine, he, was, he called it Publix. It looks yeah. like it. <laughs> he thought that's what it was. He thought it was pronounced Publix. Oh, he was serious. Publix. Oh, Publix. Pubes. 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 I picture John driving down the A1A every day, listening to Jimmy Buffett's Changes in Latitudes, Hawaiian shirt. No. <laughs> Uh, you know, wearing no shoes, going down to Mallory Square and drinking rum out of a tin can and then putting his hand in the water and pulling out shrimp and just eating it raw. Like a real man of the land. Lives on a boat, yeah. tan all the time. His girlfriend's part mermaid. <laughs> like a true sailor. Eye patch. Kills a guy. Just like a true man of the sea. I have a hook for a hand <laughs> on my left. You're just a pirate. You're... Your one your one leg is, is a peg leg, your other one's a fin. You have gills. You just turn into the mariner from Waterworld. I'm Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> no, I am not a manly fisherman type guy. I it took me forever to take the fish off the hook and not asking my girlfriend to do it for me. It took me like a couple years. I was I like, and once since I've been down here and I've been really I'm meaning to I just haven't yeah I haven't gotten around to it and I, I you're kind of a loser in this town if you don't if you don't fish and it's not that I don't like it I, I enjoy doing it but just things get in the way it's not my life yeah it's really a life down here oh yeah I mean it is it's everywhere here and it, it, it's quite a process you know you don't you're not just grabbing a rod and, and, and some worms and heading out you have to get like Sounds like a Saturday night. Food and drink. <laughs> you know, like, you gotta pack all this crap and suntan lotion and water and yeah. beer. And, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's like it's like a tailgate, almost. But right. You, you can't just jump out with a rod and, and be like, all right, <laughs> fish, I'm here. You have to, like, prepare. And you're not like Tom Sawyer, you know, just, like, walking down to the lake with a, a hook <laughs> and a string on a stick. <laughs> and a black friend. <laughs> How far do you guys live from the ocean? Or Scardy, I guess the Gulf. Right across the street. Wow. Yeah, John, you're close too, right? Quarter mile, yeah. Wow. Walk over the bridge. Wow. Not the same view on this side as on the, the Gulf side of, of Florida, like in Naples, because we see all of the oil refineries in front of Beautiful. Yeah. You guys get to go there a lot? Is this? Do you take advantage of it? Um, I don't know. How to take advantage of? I would say no. And I, I, do I go all the time? I mean, I drive to work Halsey. along the along the Gulf. It's just I don't get to the beach and and really stick my ass in the sand, so to speak. As stick your dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Toes in the water, 
dick in the sand. <laughs> it's a new song. I don't, we should do I a, don't know why. We should do a song on next week's show. Toes in the water, dick in the sand. But it'll be like <laughs> stars in the water. But it'll be called toes in the water, dick in the sand. It's a weird <laughs> proximity. It's a weird position. Yeah. So Florida it's a new yoga balance. <laughs> Florida all right, gentlemen, I think that's going to wrap up this week. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to add to the magic that is the Castle of Pod? I don't think so. I don't I, think uh, I'm really excited yeah. for Game of Thrones season finale tonight, uh, 9 o'clock at HBO. Cabaraccia. Uh Pretty, pretty amazing season. It's uh, past the books, so it's all new to me. Uh, so, And, uh, of course, Game... Five between the Cavs and the Warriors at nine o'clock. The uh, King series is knotted two to two, and it yeah. looks like Le- LeBron is finally showing some fatigue after averaging forty points a game for the first three games. He's showing more than fatigue this week. How we doing? <laughs> He's showing his hey. <laughs> Gave me a lot of confidence. It looks like he has a small white man's penis. Yeah. Unless I was looking at the wrong thing. No. And I missed the hog, he, I he was in the gym. Biscardi saw him in the gym the other week. He was just walking around. That's how the peach pitchers leaked. Just like the old guy? Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it was him. It was an old guy. It was LeBron. It was the king. John, when you watch <laughs> Game of Thrones... I, what? What? <laughs> What'd you say? No, I said not as big as you'd think. You know. I'm no, a black no you'd joke. think that thing would be like a hoagie. Oh, I thought. I thought it'd be like duct taped. Yeah. <laughs> John, when you watch Game of Thrones, I picture you wearing, like, the period dress from the, that time, <laughs> sitting in a chair with two with a uh, uh, throne with two things of fire and uh, a chalice, and your girlfriend comes in and she's like, "Hey, can you take the trash out?" And you're like, "Silence, wench!" <laughs> and you're just you you're in the zone. Like, it's just you will address me as your grace. Yeah, you will address me as your grace. Right? There's slaughtered beasts in there that you're just eating. You know. You're e- you're drinking mead and eating, uh, um, the leg of like a giant right. turkey. Right. More <laughs> wine. Uh, I I just by luck I the past like four Mutton. or five Sundays in a row. <laughs> Mutton. I uh, you know open my drawer and I have the shirt. It's a Game of Thrones shirt. It has the Stark wolf on it, and I just throw that on. You know. I wear it during the show. Like, it's an Eagles jersey during a game. Uh, that's cool. Not all the other stuff, though, sadly. I wish. I wish I had that throne. That'd be really cool. I think you should wear a t-shirt with a wolf howling at the moon. Like in, uh, like Hangover? Like Galifianakis? Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> the wolf howling at the moon and the Tweety Bird t-shirt are like the <laughs> flags for on white trash. You yeah, know? and it, it is flag day today, by the way. Oh, happy Flag Day. Yeah, that yeah. is. It's also, also the uh, 241st... No, I'm sorry. 240th birthday of the Army, actually. June 14th. Happy uh, birthday 17th. to the Army. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. Keep America proud. Happy, so, proud. Mike, that's sort of a... I've never been to one Army ball. They, they, they threw it up in D.C. I've never, I've never gone. That's on my bucket list there. One army birthday, I'll go to the army ball. Yeah. Well, tune in next week. 
to the podcastle, 1.30 Pacific Time, 4.30 Eastern, uh, soon to be on iTunes, we hope this week. And, uh, soon to be! <laughs> we have some, we have some, some aggravated uh, listeners. They, they want us to go on iTunes. I've been well, getting to the bombarded. Ag- to the aggravated listeners, we have heard your cries, we've yes. listened to your pleas, and we are going to answer you appropriately with the episodes being on iTunes. It is a process. We did submit them, so we're just waiting for Apple to give the nod, and then we'll be good to go, and um, hopefully we'll have a new website up soon and all that stuff. So, uh, thank you for tuning in. Join us next week. I'm Matthew Clark with Jonathan Hassinger, and always Michael Biscardi. We hope you all have a lovely, lovely day. See ya. Good night. Bye.